Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We made it to Friday. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. As always, in the Pearl River Resort studio, Pearl River Resort, the home of the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. Learn more about them online at pearlriverresort.com. Love to hear from you this afternoon. The Ceasefire text line is open, 601-879-4395. That's the number for you to be a part of the conversation. Again, 601-879-4395. Whether you're looking for the best in wireless, the best in home Internet service, or the best in business IT services, Ceasefire's got you covered that you can learn more about them online at cspire.com we today are broadcasting from starkville we are on the campus of mississippi state and if you've been with us today on sport uh on super talk mississippi yeah. starting with paul gallo this morning and uh running throughout the day uh, you know that the uh, the topic of conversation largely has been the children's advocacy uh, advocacy centers easy for me to say of mississippi uh, and specifically the CAST program, which is Child Advocacy Studies. Uh, it is a multidisciplinary approach to educating people who are moving toward workforce, whether you're talking about teachers or social workers or psychologists or biology majors or anything under the sun. You could be an architecture major uh, and take one of these classes as an elective and the whole premise behind it is the idea of uh, learning to identify signs that are, are telltale of, of child abuse, of learning um, the, the psychological piece of it. There are people that we're going to talk to that will do a better job of explaining. I talked about this for three hours this morning, and, and still I would say that there are people that can more clearly explain so. uh, exactly what child advocacy studies is. But uh, it, this has been a day of learning uh, for me, no, no doubt. So here's my question for you. Okay. Not counting the, the show this morning. Uh-huh. We're, in, we're in a college classroom right here. Yes. When's the last time you were in one? Uh, I, I've spoken to some journalism classes a couple Big of times. Big deal. Look at him over here. He spoke to a class. I'm, I'm not. I'm just messing. I mean, I'm just trying to answer your question. It's not like I led with, hey, back in a college classroom last time I did this. I yeah. was present. No, I'm yeah. not doing that. I'm just, yeah. um, I, I've spoken to a couple of journalism classes along the I'm, way. I'm pretty sure it was in the year 2000 that the last time I was in a college classroom. Really? Yeah, it's been a while. 
Really? And this is a building I never had a class in. Huh. Never, I never, never had a class in Lloyd Ricks. Cool old building. Oh, it's great. There's a lot of these on the campus. Yeah, so. really pretty on the outside and uh, uh, a lot happening on the, uh, the inside as well, I, including the three hours this morning. When we finish this show, it's possible that I will have spent more time in the classroom today than I did my last semester of college. <laughs> that, that possibility does exist, uh, at least at, uh, at some level. There's, there's no uh, young lady willing to help you with your Spanish homework here in this classroom. Uh, well, I don't know. Does anybody like chai lattes? <laughs> we can play Let's Make a Deal. I have uh, I have done that uh, before. Done it before, yeah. So we're going to talk more about uh, child advocacy studies as we go throughout the uh, the show this afternoon. We're going to make some sports in as well. Uh, Mississippi State, get it? What I got sports right here. It's the Premier League season is back. Talk for an hour so I can watch this. You can get away with that when you're in like the privacy of your own studio yeah, yeah. and you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can do that when we're. We're gonna the, see how good I really am. What uh, what games on? Uh, Man City and Burnley. City's up two nuts. Yeah, so <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that. The, the championship is already over. It's already done. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, no, hey, Borky. It's, he just loves the sport. It's like you with the well, NFL. And, You'll watch all the games, even though yeah. the Saints are and, your team. And, and cities, they're, they're away uniforms this year, are maroon and white. So I mean, I don't know what's going on there. They're trying I to what? watch yeah. the NFL at work. Well, that's because you don't work on Sunday. That doesn't count. If the NFL True. was available, if, if there were NFL. If there was an NFL, NFL game while we were on, on a Wednesday at three o'clock, Borky, you would have that on. Don't even one, try yeah, to lie uh, and tell I mean, me you would. I watched C.J. Stroud last night, which that yeah, no, don't, don't, don't you give me any of that lip? No chance. Oh goodness! So uh, Premier League is back. Yeah. Uh, three weeks from today, we will have had the first Thursday night of the college football season in the books. And, and look, I, I understand that I am. I am discounting the games of week zero. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's too clunky to talk about week zero also. There are like ten games that weekend, and yeah. one or two of them are, are kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to week one. Yeah. And that first Thursday night for me, now, will that's, I watch that's week the zero? Opening of course. But, but week one is, is when I am fully engaged that, and locked in. That's, that's the preliminary events. You know, you watch a big fight, and they always have a few fights before that, before you get to the main event. That's what week zero is. So, question, and I know how you're going to answer this, so Borky, I'm going to start with you. Three weeks from right now, we will have Florida, Utah in the rearview mirror. Oh, man. What will we be talking about from that game on that Friday night in Salt Lake City? Will it be Utah looked the part and they're ready to make a run at a third straight Pac-12 championship, or we severely underestimated what the Florida Gators were in the offseason. Look out. Not a team to win the East, but this is not a team that you take lightly. Uh, we're we're going to start the show with stupidity, I guess, because I think we're going to be talking about Florida Go and, and, and a win. I, man, I, I for some reason, I, I, I really – not for some reason because he's really good, but I think Austin Armstrong's defense with, with a hobbled quarterback – is going to go up there and win the game. And too many people, myself included, hand up, are taking too much away from Florida's spring game. I know they're not great at quarterback. Mertz was not great at at Wisconsin. I know that. But they are going to play suffocating defense, and I think they have the athlete advantage. We're going to be talking three weeks from today about Florida impressing, I think. Hey, Dad's ready for a steak bet. Well, I mean, I, I think we're going to be talking about Florida as well because they're the going to be way. terrible. And we're going to be like, <laughs> wow, they look 
awful is is Billy Napier going to survive year two? That's what I think. So we'll see what the line is on that one, Borky. We may we may have to put a lunch on that one because yeah, I don't I don't have any faith in the Gators. Well, well, hold on just a second. We don't have to wait and see what the line give it is. To me. I can give it to you. Uh, inject it right it here. To you right now. Let's do it. Uh, the Utah Utes are. A seven and a half point favorite oh. total in the game is forty-seven and a half. Borky, I'll give you those points. You'll give me the points. Yeah, I'll take them. All right, lunch. Ooh, done. All right, it's there's done. A, there's a lunch. That's bet. the first wager of the season. There yes. is a uh, a lunch bet, and, and you don't even play for Iowa State. No. <laughs> Do you see that's affecting Troy? By the way. Yes, it almost <laughs> affected Mississippi State. One of the pl- Iowa players visited here. And was a heavy transfer portal target, and a lot of people will tell you that if if there hadn't been all the staff changes, he might be here right now. Arlen Bruce. I, I don't know why I made a note to have this to uh, talk about on the Gallo show, and I, and I think Borky, you've got this in there as well. But here's the deal: four Iowa State football players and three more members of the Iowa football team have been charged in the state's investigation into sports wagering, which alleges that several athletes place bets on games. In which they played. Yes. And one of those bets was against its own team. Yes. The players face the charge of tampering with records. That's an aggravated misdemeanor for allegedly concealing their identity in electronic wagering activities. So the fact that they made bets is not illegal in and of itself. It's that they pretended to be somebody that they weren't while underage. You can't do that. You have to actually identify who you are. The group includes Iowa State running back Jarrell Brock and three teammates with starting experience, including offensive tackle Jake Rimsburg, defensive tackle Isaiah Lee, and tight end Deshaun Hanukkah. Lee is the one who bet against his own team. He bet against Iowa State in a game against Texas. He took the Texas money line. And... Iowa State beat Texas like a drum. Was it thirty to seven? Was the final in that game? Talk about you know I say bet with your head, not against or not over it. That's what that is. That's what it means. The Iowa guy wide not receiver happy in the locker room after that one. Oh my god! Yeah, Iowa wide receiver Jack Johnson was also charged, mm-hmm. as were a couple of other former Iowa players, Arland Bruce the fourth and Reggie Bracy who transferred to Oklahoma State and Troy, respectively. The charge carries a maximum of sentence of two years in prison and a fine ranging from $855 to $8,540. They're not going to jail no, over this. No. They're also not ever playing an no, NCAA sport no. again. There's, there's one player, the, the guy I was talking about, Arlen Bruce, he caught a touchdown that took the game from under to over in a game that he bet on. Where he bet the under, so he 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 didn't cheat. Okay. He didn't, he didn't he throw didn't, the game. He did not throw the game. But I mean, imagine if he in that moment had just been like, "Can't catch this." Uh, according to an affidavit, that's when, why. When people say that, oh, you should let NFL players bet on the NFL. That's nah. why not. Right we can't there. do it. Can't do it. Can't according do it. to an affidavit uh, attained by ESPN, Brock made thirteen hundred twenty-seven online eight, uh, wagers totaling over. $12,000. A little less than Phil Mickelson's per bet total there. Yeah, included three games in which he participated against Iowa, Kansas State, and Texas Tech. Uh, the kid that transferred to Troy has been suspended from the team. What a <laughs> mess. mess. It's all what about a corn. Mess. 
Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV on the campus today of Mississippi State for the Child Advocacy Studies Program. Uh, we're going to tell you more about that as we go throughout the show this afternoon. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. In uh, European news of the day, an Austrian supermarket reopened following a three-day closure to clear the store due to an alleged sighting of a spider with a deadly bite. Not deadly. The oh, oh yes, the penny market in Krims an der Danu nailed it. Closed Tuesday after the store manager spotted the spider in a banana box and immediately called the fire brigade to investigate. Oh, that kid's wearing earmuffs back there. The manager described the spider as about four inches long and colored black and red. The authorities initially suspected it was a banana spider, but previous cases of spiders and bananas from South America have identified the spider specifically as the Brazilian wandering spider. Mm. The Brazilian wandering spider has one of the deadliest bites in the world that can cause hypothermia, oh. blurred vision, and convulsions. Most famously, the bite also causes, in some cases, hours-long erections. Researchers have used the venom in studies to treat ED, New York Breaking reported. So it kind of is a banana spider. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. You got him. He can't even talk. News from Austria. Uh, <laughs> supermarket. I want to, I want to hear that, somebody. I've got to check in on the ceasefire text I want to hear an Austrian tell us that. I want to hear an Austrian tell us story. Sorry. Uh, 601-879-4395 if you want to be a part of Ar the conversation. Arnold's Austrian. He could have been like, that was a spider. Mm. Not let it bite you. It'll hurt. And when it doesn't want to hurt. Zach in Oxford says, you sure it wasn't a banana, a banana hammock spider? <laughs> we got used to going over here. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a great uh, show. Dwayne and Brandon, by the way, said there should be a second part to the bet between you and Michael Borky, and that is the loser has to drive to the winner's hometown to buy lunch. That's, see, because I, I, I come to Jackson for work all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, well, hold on, hold that. on. Uh, I, I was about to say, we have the remote in Oxford where we're both going to be there, but it's on the 31st. It's the day of yeah. that game, so yes. th that's not helpful. So. Yes. And I will unfortunately not you be, will not be there that day. I know. On so. the, 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 the day of college, but you're going to be doing college football. Yeah. So I can't, I can't, I can't hold that against We can do an on-site live report from Protective Stadium in Birmingham. I've been there. You, it's supposed to be great, right? It's, it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, Garth facility. Brooks will not be there. My guess he is might, the crowd will be know. smaller for UAB in North Carolina. You never know with Garth, man. I don't know. I think he's focused on his bar in Nashville. Yeah, That's had a little be. bit of controversy. Yeah, it has. I've that. heard that. Please, uh, you please, no bar controversy across the street, though. You can. There uh, is a top golf cross. Oh, there is a top golf. Yeah, I know what Richard Cross is doing pregame. Then he's heading over there and getting a few. Oh yeah, there. in uh, in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, right there. I thought Borky was making fun of the Titans Stadium. With a no, no, there, there is an actual top golf next to the yeah. protective yeah. stadium yeah. and a Texas State Brazil, so you can eat good, get some swings in, and then go call the game. Hey, I know, um, like two of you got bored. 
with the uh, the the list that we were doing yesterday got in some, the uh, conversations. My apologies. Got some terrible actually, news for you. Actually, I, I don't apologize don't for that. Apologize um, not when we're talking football three nah. weeks from football season, and nah. it pertains specifically to the state of Mississippi. Yeah. Not not going to apologize for that. We're uh, going to do it again. I, I, well, and it's the most difficult assignment yet. Was this your idea or Borky's idea? It was mine. I thought this was a texture's idea. Maybe, no, I, I, it was. was it? it was. It was an idea that we got on the, the ceasefire text line. I thought the line. teams was the, the texture's idea. Well, regardless. Yeah, they some, put us down this path. Somewhere along the way, we decided that we had to come up with the top ten players from Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I did the hard work. From, I've got ten. From 1992 through the 2022 season, so for the last 30 years. Richard's just like, I love them all. I can't, I can't choose. It's it's not that it's I'm I'm in stuck in, I I have narrowed it to eleven. Okay. Well, I get to take five off. Isn't that what you said? Or but I mean they got to yeah, be, yes. be reasonable. I'm not going to just do one for no no. We're, we're like we can we can make jokes about I'm, okay yeah. I'm Eli not, Manning's not on the I'm team. I'm not taking that Eli Manning off. On, on the team. Yeah. We'll make the jokes about that. But in reality, so so that's how we're going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to give you my entire list. You'll give me your entire yeah. list, and then you get to eliminate it's like jury selection players. Yes, and I will eliminate five Mississippi State players so that we can come up with our does top it, ten players. Does that list. make me Jake Briggins? Am I, am I McConaughey in this? And you're 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 uh, you're the the prosecutor. You're Always. never McConaughey. I, Sorry, you can't do the voice though. All right, all right, That's not, all right. right. Mine's better. That's yeah, better yeah, if you say so. Um, PGA Tour. We did not mention this yesterday. You're, we didn't mention the PGA Tour. <laughs> we did. We talked about Mickelson. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we we did. talked plenty of golf. Uh, is there boy more buzz, less buzz, no buzz about the FedEx St. Jude Championship in Memphis? It's the first of the three playoff events. They've taken yeah. it from four events down to three events. It's an unbelievably good field. They had bad weather yesterday. Made the course just sopping wet. But is Rory there? Yes. Because he had some, some comments. Took a shot at Phil. Oh, did he ever? That he can bet on See, the Ryder Cup now since if, he won't be on it. If I can get this from golf, if I can get that, I'm in. I'll, in. I'll pay total attention. Or did yeah. you see the uh, conspiracy on a Clemson message board? So, Borky, uh, the, please. Oh, I did. I did. Please tell me the conspiracy. I want to hear the, it. The conspiracy on a Clemson message board is that. Uh, the he, Borky's good, the one that just moved on from golf before we even had a chance no, to. It, well, there's it, a conspiracy. Oh, is it conspiracy golf related? It, it's kind of golf related. Yes. So uh, the, oh. the Goodyear blimp is flying oh, above very loosely. It, it, yeah, but it's flying above uh, Memphis, and you know um, they were blimps, in blimps are really tall, mm-hmm. and, and they're easy to spot. And so on a Clemson message board, they think that the Goodyear blimp is being used by. Mm-hmm. Northern schools to spy on training camp for SEC and ACC schools. Specifically Ohio State. Specifically Ohio State. The, the, Ohio the Clemson State. message board thinks that the Goodyear blimp was flying over northern Mississippi to check in on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss camp. Yeah. I mean, their hangar is in Akron. Yes. So, yeah. And says all the executives that... Uh, Joe Moorhead at the controls there. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's checking in on everybody. Yeah, I also, in reading about that, saw that there are only 25 blimps in the world mm-hmm. at this point, and only half of them are operational. I can believe that. 
Drones, the man. Hindenburg, you don't need a blimp The anymore. Hindenburg was a bad day for blimps. That, that's when blimp travel was just like, we can't. We just can't go with it anymore. If only ha- if you only have 25 remaining in the world, yeah. and only half of them are operational. You only have 12 blimps. Yes. Uh, or 13, I don't know. Maybe 12 and a half. Yeah. You might, it's, uh, <laughs> do, do you feel comfortable getting there's, on there's one of... There's just an imp out there somewhere. Th- there are only 12 of this thing on the entire planet. I mean, it's right And now. you're going to get on one. This right now. No. Brian Hayden's not getting on a blimp. Borky, would you ride the blimp as a passenger? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would, too. Borky's just not afraid of anything. I am. I'm, 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 I don't like heights to begin with, but I'm certainly not going to get up in a blimp. Like, oh, the only thing that's, that's saving us from fiery death is this thin layer of plastic. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm good. I'll just take a plane. You better, so what is it? Is it Snoopy One and the Goodyear blimps? Are those the, all the ones that are left? There's another. Then, then, there used to be another company that had blimps that did football, like Fuji Film or something. I don't know if Fuji Film is still a thing because nobody has film in their camera anymore. Yeah, but their marketing budget may have gone. It down. may have gone yeah. down a little bit. They don't have a blimp anymore. They just have a balloon. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State back at it yes, practice today. They sure were. You did some of the media stuff. No, just ate. I just ate. You just ate. Yeah. I didn't want to go. I was wearing slacks. I couldn't go out to the, to the practice field. I knew I knew I would be a, a drenched mess, brother. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, Borky. I don't know that I have sweated more than I sweated today between the hours of 10 a.m. and 1:30 p.m. This is a man who owns a lawn service company telling you that he didn't. Sweat I don't more. know that I have sweated that much since I played a high school football game that kicked off at seven o'clock. On the first Friday night of the month of September, it's like it's like Cool Hand Luke around there. So when when, when like, we finished like, this morning, like Rocky. I scooted over to West Point and uh, and went to Old Waver. Yeah, had great visit with some of the folks there. It was good to see Wilkes Bryan catch up with him a little bit. Uh, played golf, actually hit it pretty well today. Um, good, yeah, it, it, it was fun. It was oppressively hot. Now, from a temperature standpoint, it was like 91, 92. With 80% humidity and a real feel of 99 at 11 a.m. It's not even the hottest part of the day. Yeah, clouds kind of rolled it, but I mean, just, just. And it was cloudy. Like it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't sunny. You didn't have the sun beating down on you. No, no, uh, not so. But uh, So I, I say that to say I, I got an update on my phone a little while ago that the National Weather Service had issued an excessive heat warning. Those have kind of been coming on the regular lately. Yeah. I, I mention that only to say that if you are out and about, in the out of doors this afternoon. Be careful. Uh, yeah. Hydrate. Yes. Drink. Drink lots drink a of water. water. Yeah. Drink. Drink. Just walking here from the football stadium. When I got here, I was like, I gotta go to the restroom. It's not I, far. I had to go get some paper towels and just like, yeah. I had a glow. I had a sheen about me. Borky, run the numbers. We got 43 seconds into the break. Let's get the whole run of the numbers. Uh, 15, 20, 22, 27, 30. 15 days until week zero. 20 days until that first Thursday you mentioned earlier. 22 days until our teams kick off on that first Saturday. 27 until Chiefs-Lions kick off the NFL season. And our biggest number is 30. That's the first NFL Sunday. That is the day that the Saints will open their season. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV. Sports Talk on the road today in Starkville. Uh, We'll give you one more golf update as it pertains to Mississippi State when we come back. It's big. Brace yourself. 
Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi. There was a, uh, a golf story related to Mississippi State. Former Mississippi State women's golf star Allie Ewing. Mm-hmm. She is in the lead at the Women's Open Championship. Wow. Has a five-shot lead. I mean, just playing great, great golf. Let's hope that continues through the weekend. Yeah, she's got work still to do, obviously, but um, she has to get her first major. Yeah, that's great. Oh, how cool is that? And her husband's still the women's golf, the women's coach, golf today, right? coach here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very a lot of MSU connection there. Yes, very, I was trying to see if I had the leaderboard handy. I think I can get it. Here we go. Here we go. There it is. Uh, Allie Ewing, ten under, uh, opening round sixty-eight. Followed it up with a sixty-six today. They're playing at Walton Heath Golf Club in Surrey, England. Uh, she has a five-shot lead over Minami Katsu. Charlie Hall and Andrea Lee. And then uh, several players at uh, four under par as well. I tell you what, I don't think I want to try to pronounce all these names. <laughs> you did so good on that Austrian city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I don't. I get it. I get it. Pajari Anarukorn? Yeah, that, that's exactly how you pronounce that, actually. Or is it Pajari? No, you had it right. I had it right, Pajari? Okay. Uh, Very good. So the NFL released, um, Morky, was it top 50 players or top 100 players in the NFL? Top 100, right? The annual top 100, yeah, that the players vote on. Okay. So Mississippi State had four players who were ranked as top 100 players in the NFL on a list voted on by NFL players. Yeah. And that is tied for fifth among college football programs. You can probably guess all four of them. Certainly you could guess three of them. Alabama? No, the players. Oh, the players. I thought you meant the programs. Uh, yeah, I can probably guess all four of them. Yes. It's going to be hey, – Fletcher Cox is not on there anymore. He is not. Um, Chris Jones is obviously there. He's the highest ranked at number 10. 10. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, he's uh, uh, Chris Jones is there. Jeff Simmons will be on there. Uh, Darius Slay made that list. I know that. He did. And then the fourth one, it's, it's one of two people. I'm going to say Dak. Who would your other guest be? Elton Jenkins. No, it's Dak. Okay. Chris Jones at number 10. Dak Prescott at 56. Jeff Simmons at 58. My guess is if you do this list again in two years, he will be ranked higher on that list. Yeah. And then uh, Darius Slay at 65. Slay has had an incredible career for a guy who really only had one big year. He's not on my my top ten, I'll just put it that way, Yeah. that we have later. Is it kind of like we talked about with Ken Lucas yesterday? Well, he was really good. Better in the NFL than he he was was really good his senior year, and a lot of that was because teams were throwing away from banks most of the time. But I I never thought – Watching him play, that, that I was like, that's a guy in five years, he'll be the best cornerback in the NFL. It, and some people mature later, right? That That's yeah. why any time that, that dumb conversation comes up of, 
Oh, the Georgia could beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, they couldn't uh, because uh, you know some guys are, are are late bloomers, I guess. But uh, Slay has had one of those NFL career, like clearly highly respected among his peers. But if you had to guess, I mean, he wasn't a guy that you would thought would be a top seventy-five player, top sixty-five player in the NFL still to this day. But here he is. Did you say best corner in the NFL? There was a, and he's not right now. Oh. There was a time. There was a time. I mean, he was the highest paid corner. Whew. So who else would be in that conversation at the time? I mean, because highest paid doesn't necessarily mean the best. I mean, that just means you were in the line at the right time when the contract came up for renewal. I mean, Patrick Peterson was still. That's a 2018 All-Pro team. You had uh, Patrick Peterson, Stephon Gilmore, and Kyle Fuller. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard were on that list too. So, okay. anyway, obviously he's one of the elite yeah. corners in the uh, in the NFL and has been rewarded handsomely. And if uh, players think he's a top 100 player, top 75 player, they believe there's a little bit of gas left in the tank too. And, and there should be, right? Mm-hmm. What at least what three or four more years? Is that? So he was a senior in 12. So we're coming up on 11 years in the league. Maybe yeah, he's probably got a few. He's got a few Ooh. years in the tank. That's incredible. Yeah. I think I was trying to make him younger than that. Now, 12 was his senior year, and he played at JUCO for two years before that. So, I mean, I know he's at least 22 when he comes out of college. Are you surprised that A.J. Brown didn't make the top 100 list? He did. That's he just didn't a stat about Mississippi State. Oh, okay. That was just the Mississippi State. Oh, I, thought, I, was okay. about to, I, I, I think he was 19. You're about to see a passionate defense of an Ole Miss football player from Brian Hayden because I, I was amazed at that. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming both A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf are on the list. Uh, AJ was 19. I need to check in on DK. And surely Tunsil's on the list too, right? <sighs> Should be. It can't not be on the list. Yeah. Um, Sports Talk Mississippi with you. We are in Starkville today on the 22. campus. Okay. Tunsil no, was 22 was. in 2021. Sorry, that's an old link. Tunsil was 50 this year. Oh, no, that's Beth Pete Prisco's. Never mind. That's not the. Uh... All right, well, I'll let you all figure out those, yeah. and I will tell you a little bit more about Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi. The program is called CAST. It's Child Advocacy Studies Training. Uh, it's instrumental in preparing students who are in colleges and universities. Uh, we're obviously at Mississippi State today, and there are four courses that are offered in what is currently a certificate program that is trending toward becoming a minor. That, that's kind of the direction the program is headed. Um, but all of the public universities and private universities have access to this information. They've implemented it at, at kind of different levels in, in different places. But it's instrumental in preparing students with skills to properly identify and respond to child abuse cases as part of their professional career. Uh, this program is all about workforce development, and Mississippi is leading the national initiative to expand experiential learning opportunities for students related to protection of children. And uh, it, it kind of goes back to the idea of you can only learn so much from books in classrooms. At, at, some, ter- at some point, it has to turn into hands-on learning, and, and there's an element of this CAST program uh, that is just that. Uh, and it's really a, uh, a, an incredible thing. Um, when I visited this morning with, uh, with Carla, who is the state director, I'm, I may not have that exactly right, um, but she was kind of explaining about this, and, and you look at all of the different entities that have to come together to protect children. Mm-hmm. So w- when you think about a 
child abuse case. We'll just call, make it a generic one, not, nothing specific. It doesn't right. have. I mean, it can be as gruesome or not as, as you want, but just generic child abuse case. So there is the initial complaint that goes to some authority. It could be law enforcement. It could be to a child advocacy center. There is a subsequent investigation that goes on. There is a uh, an interview with the child to in, in a completely uh, non-leading format. Just just the facts, trying to understand exactly what happened. You've got based on how that interview goes, um, people that are involved with the care of that child going forward, whether it's another family member or it's a, a child advocacy center, a home of some sort. Um, then you've got the kind of the judicial piece of it as well because the attorney general's office becomes involved, the court systems are involved, you can have ongoing psychology, uh, psychological care, uh, you can have ongoing medical care, and, and it's like when the legislature is involved from a funding standpoint, and so when you think about all of the entities that have to come together to protect children, it really is... Um, it, it, it's staggering to think what it takes because, yeah. you know, a lot of times you can say, okay, here's an issue. This is a problem. Here's who we get to fix the problem. Great. I have a leak in the pipe in my house. Call the plumber. Plumber fixes the leak. Boom. Problem solved. It doesn't work that way when you're talking about child abuse issues. Right. And so this is a very holistic approach. Um, and the emphasis of CAST, Child Advocacy Studies, is and I loved what she said uh, this morning when we talked. She said, "This is this is a long-term play. This is not a quick fix. It's not a short. Hey, let's do this and it's solved." But the idea is by providing education at the community college, university, and college level, you can provide a a wide kind of cast a wide net for people who are going to interact with children in their lines of work. Whether you're talking about Doctors, or lawyers, or psychiatrists, or psychologists, or dental students, or social workers, or law enforcement, kind of all the things that we talked about a second ago. Regardless of the direction you are going career-wise, there is a foundation, a, a base of knowledge on how to identify, how to understand, what the proper reporting channels are, and kind of getting everybody on the same page. And it, and it really is an incredible program. That's great. I mean, it's the stuff that we need. Yeah. We, you know, with, with the children in our state, a lot of them are at risk. So it's great to have people like this trying to help. Randy Pierce is going to join us coming up next. He is assistant dean of advancement at Mississippi State. I'm sorry, at uh, Mississippi College School of Law, and uh, a partner with uh, Board of Stanos and Pierce. Uh, so that is coming up next, and we'll talk with Randy a little bit about this multidisciplinary approach and uh, what's going on and uh, how it's working. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, Pearl River Resort Studios. We will wrap up the 3 o'clock hour coming up next. Come on, Super Talk Mississippi. Check the Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, 
Sports Talk Mississippi on the road on this Friday afternoon. We are in Starkville on the campus of Mississippi State where the focus of the conversation this afternoon is on Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi and specifically the CAS program, which is Child Advocacy Studies. It is a relatively uh, new course of study going back to the mid teens, 20 teens, 2015-ish. Uh, it's kind of when things got started here at Mississippi State and is continuing to evolve and continuing to grow uh, across the state of Mississippi. Randy Pierce joins us uh, right now. He is Assistant Dean of Advancement currently at the uh, Mississippi College School of Law and is a partner at uh, Bordis, Danos, and Pierce. That's close did enough. I, did I, well, I mean, I would have pronounced names right yeah. if I didn't get it right. No, you did great. Is Bordis... Danos and Pierce. So there we go. Fantastic. There, there we go. So, Randy, I, I was asking you in the break a second ago. It kind of looped me in to your involvement with with Cast, and you were kind of laying out some of your professional background, um, working with judges, working as a judge, practicing law, teaching at both the undergraduate and the graduate level. So, so kind of lay that out for us. Well, my career, I've been blessed in it, and and it's an honored to be with you, Richard. I've been on Paul Gallo's show a few times and, and Gerard's show, but uh, it's good they're to be on just kind of, show. They're just kind of the local bombs. They're, they're the minor leagues. Yeah, right? well, yeah, we're, but we're glad to have you. We're glad but, to have you. But my career has been fantastic. I, I served in the legislature for a while. I was chair of the education committee, uh, went to the judicial branch, and served as a chancellor judge, Supreme Court justice, and ultimately landed at Ole Miss, where I was the director of the judicial college, which is responsible for training all the judges across Mississippi. I love teaching. I always wanted to be a teacher when I grew up. And uh, so I taught at law school at Ole Miss, and I taught some undergrad classes there. And while on the Supreme Court, did the same thing at Southern Miss and Mississippi College. I don't know about the rest of you that are here. I just feel all of a sudden woefully inadequate to continue this conversation. That's a lot of accomplishment in one career. Well, it's still going. But let, let me just tell you this, though. It's It's been uh, uh, I guess that old ad is drinking from your saucer because my cup does run over. I've been blessed so much. But I have always had an interest in protecting people that need to be protected, whether it's children or elderly or others. And so Those who are vulnerable. Those who are vulnerable. And so with this, with CAST, and, and making sure that these kids and young men and women that are on this campus, for example, as I was driving around trying to find where I'm supposed to be earlier, you see the various schools, like a school of education. you got the school of psychology. You've got all these different um, uh, disciplines. And they're perhaps separated while they're at college, but once they enter the workforce, they're going to come back together. And it's important that we have training in all those disciplines to make sure that when they get out, they are prepared to speak the same languages and be able to identify child maltreatment in their everyday lives. And so uh, I've just felt led to do it. And Carla Ty is one of the best in the, in the country. Uh, and she, anytime she asks me to do something, I come. I drove up from Leakesville this morning and while before I get any away oh, from this. Oh, I know where we're going now. Jaden Wally is from Greene County. I saw the program. It says he's from D'Iberville. I know he finished high school down there. But Jaden Wally is a good Greene County guy. And i uh, got to give a plug to our, to our home. Uh, um, we're very proud of Jaden and his brother Justin. We don't know how we got him up to Minnesota, but that's a, that's a sore subject with me. But, maybe he was just tired of the heat. Uh, maybe so, but they're great people. But I'm proud of Jaden. But, yeah, I, I'm excited. We train judges. Um, the Judicial College did when I was there, and they'll continue that next month in September. They'll all every judge in, that deals with youth court will be uh, at training. They mandated to do it, hmm. and so Carla will be speaking there. And it's just an opportunity for the courts, law enforcement, prosecutors, uh, 
parent representatives, that people that are attorneys that represent parents, that children may have been removed. There's just so much opportunity out there for all of us to try to get this right. And what the goal is, just better outcomes for children. So so I felt like I had a little bit of a, a light bulb moment this morning when, when Carla, Ty, and I were talking. Carla is the uh, executive director of Children's Advocacy Centers of, of Mississippi, and so she's over all 11 uh, advocacy centers that are, are in the state. For the listeners, you obviously know that as well. But the idea of, okay, this isn't a program that's that's just for social workers or, or just for lawyers. The, the multidisciplinary approach really makes a lot of sense because teachers, mm-hmm. parents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, have interactions with children. And, and I mean, even if you don't work, if work outside the home, you've got parents who see other children that are interacting with, with their children. And so just being able to kind of recognize some of the signs and understand, I mean, this is like, okay, why has this not been going on for a really long time, but thank goodness it is now. Absolutely, yeah. You know, when I taught undergrad, for example, and I shared this story off the air, I would, first day of class, I would say, in a child abuse and protection class, for example, I would say, how many of you saw an example of child abuse this week? Mm-hmm. And you, maybe one hand, often none. And I said, this class is about being aware. And so next week I will ask the same question, and multiple hands will go up. Once people start paying attention to what's happening around them, they start noticing these things, noticing these stories of abuse. And so that's what it's all about, protecting kids, having a better outcome for our Mississippi children. And this is happening at at all of the colleges and universities in the state, public and private, or or at least the the information is available for them. Exactly. And if there's a university out there that's not uh, um, implemented CAST yet, we're ready to do it. Absolutely great stuff. Randy, thanks so much for uh, for making the drive up, for spending a few minutes with us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Randy Pierce, he's uh, Assistant Dean of Advancement at Mississippi College, has spent a life working in the legal professions and is a, a huge advocate for children uh, and those who are vulnerable, as he told you just uh, a moment ago. Four o'clock hour coming up. We're going to move the college football fix up an hour today. We will start that when we come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios on the road today in Starkville. We're back right after this. Come on. Are we going to do this? Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi. Four o'clock hour with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, today in Starkville on the campus of Mississippi State. Uh, we are touching on the uh, the mission of Children's Advocacy Centers and CAST, Child Advocacy Studies, that is happening on colleges, uh, college and university campuses across the state of Mississippi. But we're also uh, doing a lot of the normal things we do. It is Friday. I can assure you that one hour and uh, 14 minutes from right now, we will be discussing food because it is a food Friday. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I can tell you that right now we're going to do the college football fix. Play the music, he said. College football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. 
so the homework assignment, by the way, this is enough homework. I mean, consecutive days with homework for the uh, show. And we're in a classroom. Here we are in a college classroom yeah. again. I'm going to have PTSD after, uh, after this. Um, no, the homework assignment was simple. Hey, Dad, mm-hmm. come up with the 10 best players at Mississippi State in the last 30 years. Yeah. Hey, Richard, come up with the 10 best players in the state of Mississippi in the last 30 years. Once we get those two 10 lists, we will then alternate and we'll have the opportunity to eliminate players, five of them, from each other's lists. Or if we don't think that's the right way to do it, we, we can adjust on the fly. Um, this, was, this was a fun exercise because you start kind of going back through what you saw on the field. So there's the eye test, right? What do your eyes tell you? What does your heart tell you? What, what are you able to remember? What do the stats tell you? Who are the All-Americans? You can't help but kind of think about NFL careers, though that shouldn't really be germane to what we're doing here. And the in Germans a lot of cases, got nothing to not, do with this. You're right. This is an American exercise uh, and, and a Mississippi exercise to, uh, to be specific. I'm so, so happy I worked that in. Are you so do you, do you want to uh, – should we alternate putting the names out there in the first place or, or just you know, give me your list? Well, let's wait, let's alternate. Let's, let's let's not dominate one side to the other. All right. So, in no particular order. Mine are in a particular order. Uh, mine are not. Uh, these are the uh, well. It's eleven names still. Somebody's going to get a limit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Yeah. So when you say you did your homework, you, you kind of did it. Well, no, I mean I've got ten at the top. There's no extra and then credit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven more that, uh, that just, didn't make. He just it couldn't work. pick between his favorite rebels. Yeah. I, the problem is, I've got one guy that I really want to add into the top ten, but I can't decide who to eliminate. Well, you got to make those decisions. They're tough decisions. Number one on my list, or the first name on my list, mm-hmm. Deuce McAllister. Okay. Pride of Morton, Mississippi. Yeah, since you've got him in no particular order, okay. I wouldn't have him number one. No, no, he, he's, he's not necessarily my number one on the list. Right, I right. Just, you've just, got no particular order. Yes. I, have, I have a particular order. Uh, okay. So, Deuce McAllister is 100% in the top 10 players in Ole Miss history over the last 30 years. There, there is no question. Right. No question whatsoever. Yeah. No, I mean, no, if you're, I mean, I was say, you're, so you got, you're debating things. I'm telling you, that's not one to debate. I understand. All right. My number one. No, no, no. Do it randomly. Do it, do it, do I'll it just random. pick one randomly. Charles Cross. Okay. Charles Cross, probably the best offensive lineman in Mississippi State history. Oh, really? I mean, top ten pick. Is this, is there some American. recency bias there? I watched that guy play. I'll put it that way. I understand. You couldn't get around him. I mean, State's had a lot of great ones, but I would put Charles Cross at the very top. Okay. Um, Borky, do you concur with Charles Cross being on the list? Oh gosh! I mean, if you're going back to '92, I have no idea. But okay, I mean, this he is was you a and great me, buddy. player. We're gonna have to that's, work. Uh, that's fair. Um, Terrence Metcalf is on my list. All-American offensive tackle from Clarksdale. I got here the rest of the list. That that's one, that's a fringe candidate for me. Okay. I like Terrence. Don't get me wrong, Terrence. If you're listening, big fan. Large man. I don't want any part of that. I don't want any piece of his anger. His offspring also quite very talented. good football player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jarius Norwood. Who? 
And he was the uh, he was the running back that you chose. Yeah. So for I was going to put an MSU running back in this list because they've okay. had so many good ones. That's the number one guy to me. Okay. Um, Dexter McCluster. Okay. Certainly, there were their discussion. There was the Tennessee game. There it was. Yeah. It's almost like that game alone is. But but the the, the total body of work really good there. Yeah. Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame. Yeah. NFL career maybe never exploded in the NFL the way that yeah that you thought there was a chance but but size was going to be an he, issue he's in the a NFL. guy that in today's NFL will be more of a weapon the way they get guys out in space yeah you know yeah or with the right coach I mean like the way Darren Sproles was used he could have been like that okay all right um, Fletcher Cox one of the most dominant defensive lineman in Mississippi State history. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and there's a pretty good list there. That's a good list. There's a few of them on this list. Yeah. And uh, first-round pick, All-SEC, All-American, uh, big-time player for Mississippi State. Simquez Golson. Okay. Mississippi native, All-American. That's on the fringe. Ridiculously athletic at the back end of the defense. He had a great. Had a signature moment in his career. Had a great senior year. Yeah. But did he have a great career? He had a pretty good career. Well, is pretty good going to be good enough to get in this list? Well, I mean, that's how we have to look at these things. These are tough decisions. I understand. All right. Um, Thanks for explaining that to me. Uh, you know, I just wanted you, you thought you maybe you need to hear it. Okay. I'll just throw them on out there. Dak Prescott is on my list. Okay. You know, I, I feel like, A, I would have been murdered and left for dead on campus had I not put him on this list. <laughs> Probably by Kim Dill right over there. She would have, She would have beat me up. But so the only reason you put him on the list is because you were afraid of the reaction you would get if you didn't. No, he's he's which to easily. me means he might be a candidate for no, being cut. Don't do that. He, he is easily okay. one of the top players. You might, you might be surprised where I had him ranked though. Uh, Eli Manning. Yeah, he's on the list. You can just put his name in and pin. He's, he's going to be one of the top. He'll make one of the top ten combined. Yeah, for sure. I saw a. Um, uh, it was a New York media guy. Somebody asking like a mailbag deal if if Eli Manning was going to Canton. He's like, he shouldn't. But everybody gets into Canton now, so he will. That's not true. Not everybody gets into Canton. Not everybody gets in, and I, I'm not really sure that you can. Two-time Super Bowl MVP, am I correct? Yeah, that, that's good enough. And 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 the numbers back up yeah, his candidacy with that as it's well. Good enough. All right, we got three minutes left. Let's get through this, and okay. then we'll we'll order them when we come back. All right. Uh, I got see not doing it in order. I got to make sure who I've. All right, Walt Harris. Okay, Jonathan Banks. Oh, we're like going rapid I'll fire. Just, I'll okay. go rapid fire here. Jonathan Banks, uh, Chris Jones. Okay. Uh, where am I? Eric Moulds. He's almost a rebel, wasn't he? Depends on who you ask. Yeah. Eric Moulds. And the guy I had number one on my list is Jeff Simmons. Who? As the best player. I've never seen a player like Jeff Simmons. Did you watch Chris Jones? In college, Jeff Simmons was better than Chris Jones. Huh. Okay. He was. Uh, all right. The so the rest of my list, um, Michael Orr. Okay. Laquan Treadwell. Okay. This is all 14 of your players here? No. Okay. Everett Lindsay. Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. Patrick Willis. Okay. No, nobody stands out as one that I would I would just cross off from that group you just yeah. gave. And, and not that you're going to let me submit any of these, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, so I guess that's the ten that I'm going with. But here, here's what that means: I left off. Okay. Laramie Tunsil, 
Laramie Tunsil was so a you, better college player than Laquan you Treadwell. You got Tunsil, yeah, over over Tunsil. I mean, you're let you're letting your love of Sandra Bullock d- d- dictate that for you. Yeah. I know. I think I felt guilty for not including Michael Orr on the the team that we did, did. earlier. Yeah, it's like we're like, put him. You're gonna throw him a bone here. Yeah, I mean, he's not listening. I, I okay. If you are listening, Mike, though. All right, I'll move Michael Orr out and put Laramie Tunsil in. We're gonna text. This is Michael Orr. What the heck? Well, I mean, at that point, we're like, we'll get him on the air. I don't have AJ Brown on my top ten either. I think AJ Brown That's was tough. a better college player than Laquan Treadwell as well. I just disagree with you on that. And, and I would have A.J. Brown over Sinquest Golson. Okay. Agree. Um, You're in Starkville. you got to get A.J. Brown on the list. Pre-injury, Laquan Treadwell may have been the best receiver in the history of Ole Miss football. Possible. Now, now he was a little different. He was a Possible. lot different. After, he was still really good. Yeah, he was, he was still productive yeah. after the fact. Yeah. And, and obviously his NFL career has not gone the way A.J. Brown's NFL right. career goes. That, that might. i gotta, I got to get poison. those two in. So, so you're telling me that I need to eliminate Sinquez Golson and Terrence Metcalf. Okay, that's where I would go. All right, so Tunsil and Brown are in. So, so my ten are Deuce, Dexter, Eli Manning, Laquan Treadwell, Matt Corral, Patrick Willis, Everett Lindsay, Laramie Tunsil, Sinquez. Golson and AJ Brown. I thought Golson was out. I thought Orr and Metcalf are the ones that you bumped. We okay. bumped we bumped yeah. Orr for okay. Tunsil. There okay. we go. Okay. All right. So we'll sort these out when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? What? This is so awesome on Super Talk Mississippi. Bubba and Starkville says, what the heck, Richard? You're letting Haydad dictate your list? Are you feeling okay? Nah, we're kind of group thinking this. This was, uh, this was a group project. You always say I know more about Ole Miss football than you do. I mean, especially like timelines of investigations and whatever. I read a good book on that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you do. Yeah. Hey, Borky, you got that clip you can play? <laughs> can you play it? Don't play that. Why not? That was sitting among friends. Oh. That's, that's just for our own personal consumption. Okay. Um, all right, so so you and I, during the break, we were kind of talking through this a little bit. And yes. We, we both kind of identified three non-negotiables. Right. So, so we've got to whittle these 20 players down to a list of 10. Yeah. And then we'll we'll try to order them. And we've as got well. six. We feel we know are going to be on this list. Yeah. All right. So the three non-negotiables for you mm-hmm. for Mississippi State are who? Jeffrey Simmons, Fletcher Cox, and Eric Moulds. Okay. Eric Moulds. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous athletic ability. When I was I was in school at the same time as him. And the, the the rumor that always went around, or the people, the urban legend was he was the best basketball player on campus. exactly that with the Final Four team, he would have been the best basketball player on that team. Hmm. There have been two different players that I can think of that 
played football, or, or well, played a sport, and there were lots of people at Mississippi State who were kind of in the know that thought they would be the best player in another sport. What's the other one? Brad Freeman, when he was on the baseball team, uh-huh. there were a lot of people that thought he was the best quarterback on Mississippi State's campus at the time. Might have been. I don't know. I'm not sure there's even a whole lot of debate. Really? Hey, he was that good in high school. Good, good baseball player, too, though. And, and you remember, he was, he was going to play football and baseball mm-hmm. at Ole Miss, and then Billy Brewer kind of put the kibosh on that, and he was like, well, okay, if it's going to be baseball only, then I'll go play baseball at Mississippi State. Thank you, Coach Brewer. Worked out good. Yeah. Um, for me, the, the three with Ole Miss are Deuce McAllister, Eli Manning, Patrick Willis. Okay. So there's six of our ten. Yep. We'll rank those later. All right, we've got to go to the, the big name then for me, which is Dak. Okay. I think Dak, in the, we're talking about the top ten players of the last 30 years. He is the greatest quarterback in Mississippi State history. He led his team to number one in the nation. He's two-time All-SEC. If you want to include the pro career, he is the quarterback for the biggest franchise in the NFL. There's a lot on his resume that is positive. The only real strike to me on his negative, on his resume that's negative in his career, is his record against Ole Miss. Yeah, and, and that's more important to you than it is to me. Well, I mean, I just feel like... I mean, I know that's important to a lot of state fans, but I'm actually... I, I, I have no... I'm going to add Dak to that list. I, I have no issue okay. with that. To me, there's something about... And I know we're saying, okay, what are the ten best players? But if you're, if you're kind of going total package mm-hmm. in terms of putting this together. There's something about transcendence. He's the most popular Mississippi State athlete ever. Yeah. All sports. Yeah. I did a whole bracket on those, and he won. I, I don't even know that there's a lot of debate to that. I mean, you can think, you can name your favorite basketball players. You can the, name your fa- – I mean, uh, Burke Masters or – you know, n- If you said name number two, it would be Jake Mank. That's a youth. You have such a crush on him. Mangum is no. I mean, he was. He was. I understand. He's the all-time leading hits leader, or all-time hits leader in the SEC. I I get that. His accomplishments on the field were great, and he's on fire right now in Triple A. He may get a call up this year to the big leagues. He's talking in terms of. But but no, no, no. You love him because he was so good against Ole Miss more than any other thing. Oh, come on. Now, now, now. First of all, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about my. Finger on the pulse of Mississippi State fans would tell you that he is the second most popular athlete of the last however long. Well, I said ever with that. Okay. I mean, I can go there with, with him. In the history of forever. He finished okay. second in the battle. That's in kind the, of, in that by, by the way, that's kind of off topic. It is. Um, well, you, you went after me. All right, so you got uh, you got Dak. we, we got to ask some people. All right. Um, man, he was a good player, but Walt Harris has got to go. Okay. Okay. Much so, be- great pro too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. NFL Defensive Player of the Year once. All right, so we do have. Right, so he's off. <laughs> All right, NFL Defensive. So you have you still have Golson on there, right? I do. He's out. There's no way he's getting in. Okay, so Sinquez Golson is out. Okay, I'm taking Dexter out. I, 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 that's a tough one. Dexter. I mean, Dexter McCluster. It's Houston Nuts' fault that Dexter McCluster doesn't get to stay on this list. You're correct. If Dexter McCluster had been used the way he should have been used for the entirety of the 2009 season, yeah. then not only is he on this list, but he's one of the locks you're on right. this list. You're because right. Ole Miss wins that game at number 4 South Carolina on Thursday night. Well, they were number 4. 
Ole Miss was number four. That's what I said. They said oh, number four. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Number four, Ole Miss wins that game yeah. at South Carolina tonight. Sandstorm is born. Blah, 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 you blah, want blah. A scary thought. Dexter McCluster in a Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin offense. Yeah. Not stoppable. No, I mean, he's better than Elijah Moore yeah. in a Lane Kiffin yes. offense. Yes, yes, 100%. Yes. And, and you're a big Elijah Moore fan. I am, but McCluster, uh, McCluster can go. All right, so I eliminated two from the Ole Miss list. We've eliminated Walt Harris. So left on the Mississippi State list are Cross, Charles Banks. Cross, Jarius Norwood, Jonathan Banks, Chris Jones. Jones is going to make it. Okay. Don't you think? Um, I'm interested, by the way, the fact that you didn't have Kim Diche not even in your 14. No, I didn't. I'm, su- I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Are you now surprised that I bring it up? Or No, I mean, I thought about him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm like a... I'm trapping myself here in saying this, but statistically, if you go look at his career stat line, there's not much there. No. There's just not. Now, but flip side of that is. He made things for other. Same with Simmons. Yeah. Flip, flip side of that is, there, you know, he's an interior defensive lineman. He was the focus of every opposing offensive scouting yeah. report for every game that he played. Yes. And he had Stephen A. Smith deliver maybe the greatest. I mean, of all of his monologues... I don't know this. It was after the, the Alabama game in 2015. Yeah. Oh, God. When when he comes back on... Uh, Stephen A. Smith comes back, he goes, This guy! How do you... Kim Dietschy! And Kim Dietschy! Oh, my God! He was the best player on the field! I've never seen it. Whatever. He just kind of goes crazy. I try to block out a lot of stuff connected to that game. Yeah, well. That's a great Stephen A. Smith, though. Um, That's on the money. You, you, now you need to work on the calm version of him, though. That's the next part of that. Yeah, he <laughs> he, he goes from ninety to zero real quick. He, he does. He he's, right. he's pretty talented. All right. So well, he makes a lot of money too. So, uh, but so, so we're, we're so, keeping. Banks. But, but even with that said, it's just not enough. He never cared enough. Yeah. He as good as he was. Okay. He could have been better. I mean, think about the way Chris Jones played in his time at Mississippi State. Robert Kimdichie was more talented than Chris Jones was. He was. He was. I don't know. At least when they – okay, maybe not not at this point, clearly. Mm-hmm. But when they stepped on their respective campuses, he was more polished and he was more talented he was at more polished. that point. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know about talented. I don't know if I agree with you. But well, he didn't put the work in okay. to show that talent off yeah. along the way. All right. So, Kimdiche, he wasn't on there anyway. All right. For State, I got three left, right? I got Nor- – Norwood's got to go, right? God, State's, in my opinion, their best running back for a team that has been known for running backs. We're, uh, I understand that, but but it's like you're trying to make that fit I, as I opposed like, to believing that that is one of the ten best guys yeah. to step on the field for Mississippi State in the last 30 years. Yeah. I feel like Banks or Forbes needs to stay. You don't have Forbes on this list. I should have Forbes on. I said you, Forbes. No, you didn't. I, then and I only you, have nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Emmanuel Forbes. Okay. Well, there you go. That's on you, not me. I, I know I said him. It, All anyway. right, we have three spots left. So Jarius Norwood, Jonathan think, Banks, Chris Jones, Emmanuel Forbes. Do you think Forbes or Banks deserves to be on there? I think Chris Jones deserves to be on. Jones there. is on. I think. Okay. okay All right. So here. we have two spots left. All right. So so 
All right, so so Chris Jones is on. So the left on the Mississippi State list, Jarius Norwood, mm-hmm. Jonathan Banks, Emmanuel Forbes. That's three. That's all you got. You're good. And left on the Ole Miss list, Laquan Treadwell, uh-huh. Matt Corral, mm-hmm. Everett Lindy, Larry Tunsil, so A.J. Like, Brown. I, well, that's too many. So well, you know, we got three guys, three Ole Miss players on this list. Yeah, we got. Uh, we need more. Okay. I can't believe I'm saying that. I should just take the last two slots. I mean, Laramie Tunsil and A.J. Brown? Tunsil has to be on the list. Put okay. Tunsil on. Tunsil's right, so you, on this so list. So you have saying. one spot left. So, and that, come, okay. that comes from this list of players. Here's what I'm going to say about A.J. Brown. There's a hard truth. Didn't have a lot of big games against big opponents. I, I hear you. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, his okay. his, his best mean, career game was against Vanderbilt. Yeah. His best career win, the win is is here. It was the 2017 Egg Bowl. Yeah. Um, Who else from Ole Miss? There's not a single – well, yeah, there is. Laramie Tunsil is the offensive lineman on there. I think we forget how good Everett Lindsey was. Really good. I had him on the team. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you One in the Pearl spot. River Resort Studios back in Starkville after this. Check this out. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. I'm trying desperately but unsuccessfully to find the Stephen A. Smith clip talking about Robert Kavici. Uh, can't find it. It's out there somewhere, but I, I can't find it. Hey, if you're looking for a uh, for a new truck, then let me point you toward Belk Ford on Highway 6 West in Oxford. Great selection of F-150s on the lot right now. Uh, also, they've got a couple of expeditions, the used car selection as well. They have recently uh, enhanced and expanded the service department. Belk Ford has been a Ford dealership since 1961. The Belk family has been in the automobile industry for over 100 years. It's a family-owned business. They have not sold out to any of the the bigger companies that that handle that. Uh, It has remained a family business, and that's how they're going to treat you when you walk through the door as well, like your family. No pushy sales tactics, no over-the-top, you got to get in this car today, and you got to do it by the close of business, and today's the 31st, so you got to get out the door in it today. They're just going to help you find the vehicle that works for you. They're going to help you find the best financing available. And uh, they're going to make sure that you're happy after the sale as well. You can find them online at pelkford.net. Also, Oxford Toyota just up the hill if uh, you're looking for a Toyota car, truck, or SUV. Belkford.net or stop by and see them in person. Highway 6 West in Oxford. That is Belk Ford and tell them we sent you. So, we have... Mm-hmm. Three players left for Mississippi State. By the way, not ignoring the ceasefire text line, like we're just really trying to work through this um, this exercise. Uh, like so, there's this one. Guys, did y'all even watch the games last night? Uh, I did not. Uh, I did not watch the two NFL, the NFL pre-season, preseason games no, last night. I was helping with kids and then driving to Starkville last night, so I was not able to do that. I was having a delicious dinner with my super talk co-workers. There you go. Uh, no Fred Smoot on the list. Nah. Um, he, may, he just missed the cut. He would have been 11. Would have been 11. Would he have been top 10 at, uh, I don't know, maybe. yesterday? Maybe. Um, somebody asked about Fletcher Cox. He is, he is on, the, on the final Got top on the 10. Um, somebody said, what about Forbes? We, we got him there. That was a hey-dad error. 
Uh, he doesn't want to take credit for it, but it is uh, his fault. Um, uh, da, 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 some Stephen A. Smith stuff in there. Somebody asked about John Bond and Johnny Cooks. It's come on, now, it's 1992 to present. It's the last 30 years. I had some issues when we were doing this the day you were out, where people were just hammering me about. So I was like, guys, I know what I'm doing. I know it's supposed to be 92. I yes. know. Yes. So anyway, all right. We got one so spot left. We have one spot remaining in what, the top ten. I know it should be. The names remaining for this last spot are Jonathan Banks, Emmanuel Forbes, Charles Cross, A.J. Brown, Everett Lindsey, Matt Corral, Laquan Treadwell. It's Corral. Why? You can make a very strong case, and Ole Miss fan, old Ole Miss fans won't want to hear this. You can make a very strong case that Matt Corral is the greatest quarterback in Ole Miss history. The man led the, 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 the Ole Miss Rebels to the only 10-win regular season in school history. No Archie, no Eli, no Charlie Connerly, none of that. Can, can we agree that if he doesn't get hurt, they win? Ole Miss beats Baylor they in the win Sugar the, Bowl. They win the Sugar Bowl. There's no question in my mind. Because all that pressure that Baylor was bringing, Corral gets away from that. He's, yeah. He probably has like some of it. He I probably, mean, there was an injury on the offensive line that yeah. caused some but issues. He, also, he but. probably has 150 yards rushing in that game, just because he sees the pressure and he takes off and he goes. Hmm. And yes, you know, comparing him to Dak is stupid, but there should be uh, among Ole Miss fans a similar allure of not just his play on the field, but like what he did for the program. Uh, imagine Ole Miss football without Matt Corral in that time. Imagine if he had transferred to Oregon, to Oregon. like we'd all yeah. talked about. Uh, I, mean, I mean, seriously, think, that's not, think that's about not, That's not pleasant times for Lane. Lane Kiffin isn't getting $9 million a year. No. Without Matt Corral. Well, you know, he, he might not even be going to Ole Miss. Put him on the list. I, I did. He might be going to Arkansas. All right. So give us our 10 then. These are the top 10 players of the last 30 years combined Mississippi State Ole Miss. Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Eric Moulds. This is not an order. These not are not just order. We're not in order yet. Deuce McAllister, Eli Manning, Patrick Willis, Dak Prescott, Chris Jones, Laramie Tunsil, Matt Corral. You want my number one? I will tell you, I'll give you mine also, um, that we said we were going to do five and five, but we kind of tossed that out the window. Borky said, hey, this is a top ten list. Top 10. It shouldn't be. And, and we, still we, still up, five and five. we still ended up at, yeah. at five and five. So, number one. I, I'm passionate about my number one. It's Eli Manning. It is not Eli Manning. Who is it? Patrick Willis. Okay. I, is the, I, I can get behind that. He is the best college football player that has stepped on I'll, a college football field in the state of Mississippi you're good. for Ole Miss or Mississippi State in the last 30 You're good. Years. Okay. I'll give it to you. All right. So, number Willis. one is Patrick Willis. Two is Eli. Number one pick in the, in the draft, all SEC, all American. He's got me two. Okay. Three is Simmons. Okay. Simmons is the most dominant Mississippi State defensive player I've ever seen, and that is saying something considering the Mississippi State players I've seen play defense. Okay. I feel like the first three were easy. Is it about to get difficult yep. after it this? Yep, it says where we go. So, who, all right, give me who's left. Um, Fletcher Cox, Eric Moulds, Deuce McAllister. Deuce. Is number four? Yeah. Okay. I don't even need to hear the rest. Okay. All right. All right. Five. He's going to be where we're putting Fletcher Cox. Uh, okay. I don't have an issue with that. Six. R- remind me, though, why. I mean, it's he, easy to go, oh, the contract that he got in the NFL. But but, but that, I don't think that's why he's going All-American. Uh, yeah. I mean, he played well enough to be the 12th pick in the draft. 
And sort of what you were just talking about with Corral, there's some of that to Fletcher Cox and, and that class that Mullen brought in the first year, what, which brought Mississippi State back into winning football. And Cox was, was the bell cow of that. Okay. Um, Six is Tunsil. Okay. Laramie Tunsil is the best offensive lineman in the state of Mississippi, even over cross, in the last 30 years for sure. I think seven is Chris Jones. Okay. Um, dominant in college. Yeah. Went from raw to fairly polished. Mm-hmm. He's still got. I think this year, if he stays healthy this year and next year, should be his two best years in the NFL. Yes. And then I think it starts going downhill a little bit after that. We kind of saw the same thing with Fletcher Cox. He's not a top 100 player in the NFL. He's still a very, very good player. There's a reason he got that $100 billion contract. Mm -hmm. And it was at about this point, right? Which Fletcher Cox got two big contracts. He did. Uh, All right, so so going Chris Jones there. All right, so 8, 9, 10. That leaves Eric Moulds, Dak Prescott, and Matt Corral. Dak Corral Moulds. Okay. I can go. I can get on board with that. All right. And, and I think that was a lot more civil than I thought it might be. You didn't call me a name or anything. I, I do find it interesting that Molds is number ten on the list, but he was the guy that you're like. You're absolutely not taking. I know him he's off in the, the top. Ten. I just know he's in the top ten. Okay. But with the rest of that group, I feel good about where I got. All right, Borky. So here's what we got. I'm gonna tweet this out too. Um, last thirty years. All right. Top ten players from Ole Miss and Mississippi State combined. Number one, Patrick Willis. Number two, Eli Manning. Jeff Simmons, three. Deuce McAllister, four. Fletcher Cox, five. Laramie Tunsil, six. Chris Jones, seven. Dak Prescott, eight. Matt Corral, nine. Eric Moulds, ten. Dak feels a little low, honestly. I'm not, I, I, I don't know, I don't know who you jump him on that list. But feels a little low. For, for some of the stuff that I was that, talking about Honestly, earlier, that's, that was going to be the case unless he was like one or two. Just because it's Dak Prescott. He is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. When you think about Mississippi State football for the last decade, that is the face of the Bulldogs. But as a college football player, not as good as the guys in front of him. It's just, it just that simple. Laramie Tunsil is the best offensive lineman. I mean, he's the number two quarterback. He's not, he's not the number one quarterback on our list. And some would probably debate that. About him ahead of Eli? No, no, no. no about about him ahead of Matt Corral. Yeah, some would debate that. Yes, I, I will not because I think I – think You're afraid you'll get backlash and you're not Kim's strong still, enough she's to – She's still sitting there. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think Dak had a better career than Matt Corral. Three-year starter. I think, yeah, I, I feel confident in that. Um. Okay, guys, you can call me a name. Why did you leave Southern Miss out of this? That's from Dave. Uh, it's simple, Dave. So the SEC Network did um, a list that was 1992 forward. So since South Carolina and Arkansas came into the league, they put together a best players in the SEC, I guess offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 players on defense, so you know it's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, 12, play, 12 defense. Yeah, that's, uh, that's hard. Um and so we were just trying to, re- but, but there were no Ole Miss or Mississippi State players on the list. And so we were trying to kind of replicate the exercise, and it's morphed from there. One Ole Miss player did make the defense list, Patrick Willis. 
Ah, well, that's, as, that's as he should. Well, which may, which really strengthens your case that he should be number one. Now, Dave did say, but which Southern Miss player belongs on this list? There's a few. There's a few that you could get in there. Jamie Collins would be in. Is Adelius Thomas would have an opportunity to be in? Austin Davis would have a chance to be in. Mm. Last thirty years, I got to go back. I don't. I don't. I mean, we need Luke Johnson. All three of those names would be in the top twenty. Would any of those three crack the top ten? Collins might. For I, sure. I, Jamie Collins was so good, so good. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We'll tell you a little bit more about child advocacy training uh, when we come back. From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi on the campus of Mississippi State. Some of us have been here since uh, about 6 o'clock this morning. I think the lady sitting to my right is one of those people, uh, Wendy Copeland who is a cast coordinator or the cast coordinator for Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi joins us right now. So we're in Starkville today and we've been talking about child advocacy, the Child Advocacy Training Institute, child uh, children's advocacy centers and a lot of advocacy going on. <laughs> but the what we do. <laughs> yeah, but but the focus there and maybe the more important word is child in all of this. Uh, Wendy, thanks for being with us and for being here all day. You've been a big-time team player. Yeah, thanks for telling me how tired I look. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I, you, you were just like walking up here. I didn't mean that. In a, wow, don't I feel like a jerk. I didn't mean that like that. I'm right there with you for, for it's a long day. Move it on. <laughs> yeah. She just made me feel more uncomfortable than any guest who has ever been on this show. Like a like a massive jerk. I did. That's not how that was intended at all. But not as inadequate as you felt when um, Randy Pierce was here a while ago. Judge Pierce was here, right? Well, I mean, did you hear his resume? I, I know. Holy cow! <laughs> uh, talk to me about Cast. Uh, we, we've been kind of going through this throughout the course of the day. I, I'm so incredibly. Uh, impressed and, and I feel like I've learned a lot today. Um, the implementation of this, uh, not just at Mississippi State, but at all the schools, and, and the effect that you think it's having. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've seen this, uh, we've seen it grow throughout the years, and I think, and I'm the cast coordinator as you mentioned, and so I get to work with all of these schools, and I think what we've seen lately, um, in the past year or so, is that it's not just those departments that initially started implementing the program. Now we see other program, other departments. Um, in the college wanted to say, hey, we want to be a part of this. And it's meant to be interdisciplinary. But we're seeing nursing students and the nursing departments um, and you know, want to do things with social work students, want to do simulations. We've seen psychology departments want to team up with social work departments to expand that. And so um, that in itself shows that it's working, that the instructors see the difference, and that the students are really reacting to it. So, so I hear, and, and I think we talked about this this morning with a couple of the the women that work at Mississippi State behavioral sciences mm -hmm. family sciences is there a push to to get this within kind of the schools of education as well but because I mean I, I think about what teachers see on a daily basis one to recognize it 
how to respond to it, who to talk to. It feels like that's maybe like a logical step forward. It is. It's a. It, it is a really. It's, it's crucial for those students as well. And so, um, it, it's for some. It ended up just starting in most schools, starting in social work. But so yeah. now again, like I said, they're reaching out and they are saying, "Hey, let us come and talk to your students, or let us kind of start to work some of this into your curriculum. Let us do some simulations with you guys." And so, I mean, the, it's so important to get them before they get their boots on the ground and you know you heard somebody mention earlier today it's uh with the students that it was okay to make mistakes here because we didn't want to make them with an actual wow. child but yeah. yes um getting the schools of education getting those departments is crucial and we are working on that and we are making some strides and um you know we just want it to expand so far that something that is nationally known um by anybody and you know these programs uh, these just these basic concepts are things that we all know we all need to know i mean a lot of us are parents or yeah. you know we teach sunday school or we have um you know other kids over to our house and it's just some things that you all you know it's good for us all to know yeah no uh, no question uh, about that in in terms of the way this has grown um when we were talking this morning with uh, Dr. Staten here, here at Mississippi mm -hmm. State, she said mm -hmm. certificate program mm -hmm. now, but trending toward being a minor. Right. Is that the growth that you had hoped for? Is it something Absolutely. that you anticipated actually getting to? Absolutely. I mean, when we implemented this, um, so we started doing all the training in 15 and 16. It was, let's just get these classes into the schools. And then, so now we're seeing, and just hoping for those certificate programs. And now we're seeing um, people that have been doing it for a while and say, okay, now we're ready to do a minor. And then and we've got some that are interested in uh, working into a master's. And so, yeah, I mean, and that's, and it's, you know, this is, as everybody's pointed out, it's not a quick fix to anything, but it's something that we we're trying to do to make a change, a long-term change, and starting it from starting, you know, at the beginning instead of going back yeah. and trying to train professionals. Um, we're trying to get them a little bit more prepared before they go out. They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Have you had other states, other university systems, and other states reaching out saying, "Okay, we see what's happening here." Talk to us yes. about how we implement this. Yes, I mean, and that's the the crazy thing is like, I, there's we're the only. Um, chapter children's advocacy center of mississippi is the only chapter that's done something like this most cast programs are implemented by a college has decided they're going to do that but with the foresight of mississippi um you know they did this and so they decided they needed to cast a coordinator and so now you know we're able to support schools and do that and we do we have other um states other chapters calling us to say how did y'all do that and how can we replicate that Outstanding stuff. That's uh, Wendy Copeland. She's cast coordinator for the State of Mississippi Children's Advocacy Centers. Thanks for visiting with us. Thanks for making me feel terrible. You look wide awake. Thanks. I uh, hope you have a great weekend. Uh, if there's anything else I can do for you, just let me know. <laughs> Wendy Copeland with us on Sports Talk Mississippi. Five o'clock hour coming up next. You know what that means. We are headed toward the weekend. We're back right after this. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. Hey, hey, mom, said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove.
Fridays used to be for Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Now it's like every day is Led Zeppelin Day. But Michael Borky has control of the uh, pressing the buttons and pulling the levers. I mean, you just you Led just got Zeppelin, burned out on Buffett, didn't you? A little bit, and also Led Zeppelin is arguably the greatest rock band of all time, and Jimmy Buffett plays shows right. for people having a midlife crisis and want to wear right, we Hawaiian shirts. Top ten Jimmy Buffett and Led Zeppelin songs. Go. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 list, I'm listed out. Uh, I am not arguing with you that uh, Led Zeppelin is one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Jimmy Buffett's a little more than playing shows for midlife crisis people, though. He, he, I'm, I'm not getting involved in this one. The guy's got three commas in his net worth. He's done something right. Well, Why and, and as I say all the time, Bruce Springsteen's net worth is ten times more than one of the greatest if not the greatest songwriter of all time. So, yeah, well, we're also angry. Bruce Springsteen's not terrible at his job either. Yeah. You, you may not like him, but a lot of people do. So, so we moved the college football fix, but aren't we just going to talk about college football here? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, that, should. I think that's, that's probably what we'll Double do. Double college football fix. You know, it's an opportunity to uh, get into some of the new news on conference realignment. Today actually had a piece of information that I found interesting. What was that piece of it? Well, hold on a second. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, Brian Haydad's favorite place on earth. Two 18-hole championship golf courses, the Oaks, the Azaleas. Which do you prefer? The Azaleas. Yeah? Yeah. They give me a free visor every time I'm there, so I love it. You do place. like it, yes. <laughs> yes. I love going It has there. nothing to do with, uh, with golf. Uh, you can book your tee time online at dancingrabbitgolf.com or check it, them out and learn more uh, about the whole operation at pearlriverresort.com. The ceasefire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395. The new initiative from ceasefire is off the charts good it's connect and protect connect and protect is designed to help your children kind of fits in with the theme of the day it's the phone your kids want with easy to use parental controls for you and it's just thirty dollars a month with auto pay connect and protect gives you tools to easily track your kids location restrict content limit screen time and help protect them online plus right now you can get iphone 12 for less than eleven dollars a month or Get a free TCL Stylus 5G. No trade-in is needed. Learn more at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. Sorry, needed to take care of that. You were saying there was a piece of yeah. news related to college football realignment I today love, that you thought was great. I love when people make mistakes that end up being just so catastrophic that you can't help but laugh at them. And that's what happened with the Pac-12, as we learned today. Uh, I forget the reporter's name. Uh, you probably have it in front of you there. Uh, but he's one of the sports business guys. Oh, yeah. John Oren? Was, that, was he the one? I'm not, sure. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't okay. recall. I'm very sorry. But I'm not mad at you. I just don't John yell. Canzano. That's the name. He basically reported that the Pac-12 had a deal in hand. ESPN said, we're going to give you $30 million a, uh, 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 a school. The athletic directors were like, great. The university chancellors and the president said, well, no, we want $50 million a school. And ESPN basically said, holla. I believe is what the kids would say. They got up, they got, they left, and now the Pac-12 doesn't exist anymore. And I, I'm, not, I'm not calling you dumb, 
But <laughs> thanks. But <laughs> I'm not calling you dumb. But I'm gonna but, cut that. But you, when George Klyakov was hired, you were like, "This is an interesting hire, and I think he could do." It. No, that guy's a moron. No, I don't know what he did before, and maybe he was really good at it. That guy is not a good college football conference commissioner. I don't, He's not good at that. I don't remember beating the drum for George Klyovkov. I was intrigued by the yeah. direction that both the Big 12 and the Pac-12 had gone because they went away what from the traditional college sports lifer administrator. One guy figured it out. The Big 12 guy is doing okay. Yeah, and, and the, the fascinating thing is that, I mean, your Mark's background was, what, with an agency? And negotiating TV deals. Yeah. And, um, oh, goodness, what what, what was it Klyovkov did prior to? I have no idea. Anyway. Let me see if I can find his LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, Wikipedia probably would work as well. But, no, I was fascinated with the direction, and, and it was such a stark contrast to, to what the SEC has done again and again. Before he, he was at the Pac-12, he was in he was the president of entertainment, at Vegas, sports, in Vegas. and MGM resorts. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of a no lose proposition. You're you're in charge of gambling. Okay, there you're going to make money doing that. But he has done maybe one of the. This is like, you know, we like we like to point at coaching jobs and like that guy just did a terrible coach. This is this is one of the worst jobs in college football history. He totally ruined a legendary loaded conference who had a deal in hand they would still exist today they would be strong at 30 million a school now and it was a deal that was less than they were making in their previous deal well and they had no idea that the big 12 was going to say yeah 31.7 million we're good with that yeah but yes 30 million would have gotten it done yeah would have gotten it done because we talked about that with apple we said another what 70 million total Another seven per million per, per year per team, which is chicken feed to Apple, would have gotten it done. Yeah. Which said they to me that though, Apple man. didn't care that exactly. much yeah, about that's, getting, that's it, how I see getting it, it done. Because um, Apple would have, I mean, it's coming up with an extra 70 million for Apple is really like you and me trying to find 20 bucks. I don't have any cash on me. I'm just saying. I understand. You could get it if we, there's an ATM at the Union. We could figure something out. I don't know. We're getting close to the 15th. We've got a week in between, so I, I don't know. Cross don't money know. in trouble? Uh, no um, No chance that's true. You, um, so you look at going forward, and, and Borky, that's the question going forward. It's like everybody's kind of – are you fascinated by the fact that Stanford is now the lead dog in this deal? Yeah. Despite the fact that they have been – atrocious on the football field for the last three years? Yeah, so friend of the program, Ross Dellinger, reported today a really thorough story about kind of what's next. And uh, the the Pac-12, the remaining four, the Pac-4, have had meetings this week as late as yesterday even without the commissioner involved. They want to move forward without him. That's abundantly clear. But their their hang-up into what they do next is Stanford. Apparently, there, there's a possibility that Stanford goes independent, even. Because, it, you know, football drives everything. Of course it does. Stanford is a bit unique, though. They've got a almost $40 billion endowment. I know that's academic, but still, there's a ton of oh, money. Oh, he thinks you can pay coaches out of that. You cannot, but they, they are absolutely loaded. They don't need sports to be their billboard. And, and Stanford is the best... Olympic sport 
college in the country. And those don't make any money anyway. So they don't need big conference affiliation to continue to do that. They just need conference affiliation. They're so heavily invested and successful in rowing and, and all that stuff, wrestling, those kind of sports, that they're not super eager to jump into some football conference. If they can fill a schedule like Notre Dame, they're good. But it's up to the other three in the Pac-12 to convince them, hey, stick with us, we'll merge with the Mountain West or whatever, and maybe allow them in the Olympic sports to move to different conferences or, or whatever. But it's Stanford now holding all of this up. Yeah, the other thing that, that is a little fascinating to me is with the ACC seemingly out of the picture. And I don't know that we talked about that, and that's fine. We, we, we've talked enough about realignment to, to last a lifetime. Can I get an amen? Amen. Um, that was the right decision for the ACC. But if the ACC is out of the picture, now there's like this kind of fight-slash-battle between the American and the Mountain West. So geographically, the Mountain West makes more sense for those four schools. Before Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF left the American, Mm -hmm. I would hands down have told you that the American Conference is better if those, or is a better landing spot for those four if they were to make the move. But with, or, I'm sorry, there's three. Mm-hmm. Three left would be bringing four in. But with the departure of Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, I don't know that you can make that argument. It could be wildly stabilizing mm-hmm. for the American if you had those four from the Pac-12 come in. What? Which does more for the schools, and which does more for the league? Ooh. Do, do those four mean more to the Mountain West or to the American? They mean more to the Mountain West, I think. Okay. Because the Mountain West is, is in, like, people, most people the past few years would have said the American was the top group of five conferences. Yeah, it was. Right? But now they've lost their big dogs. The Mountain West has never had that, that, uh, that nomenclature. like that word? And getting those four schools might might put them there, so I think that would be a big step forward for the uh, the Mountain West. Yeah, talking Boise, San Diego State. Yeah, but then you've also got San Jose State, who's been better lately, yeah. and Fresno, and yeah, it's it's I, I San, San Jose State might be better than Cal right now. Ooh. What does that say about your football program? Uh, Food Friday coming up next. Let's eat when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio in Starkville. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. you rolling along in the five o'clock hour forgive me for telling uh, forgetting to say earlier welcome to the weekend it's that time good to be with you alongside yeah. brian hate adam michael borky i'm richard cross when you have a catchphrase you got to remember yeah the time to throw it in uh we are in starkville today on the campus of mississippi state and we are talking about children's advocacy centers of mississippi 
and the uh, the cast program. We'll tell you a little bit more as we wrap the show up. About 40 minutes from uh, from right now, uh, when we visit with Laura Bolts, who is uh, part of the faculty here at uh, Mississippi State in the Department of Social Work, and um, it's just it's been a, a really it's been a really good day. Yeah, uh, been a really good day. I've learned a lot and uh, thankful to uh, see what is happening through these children's advocacy centers and uh, the colleges and universities that are involved with this as well. But right now, it is time for a Food Friday. Will was supposed to get on that. Come on, Will. I, th- I thought it, I thought we were going to have music. Least. I thought we were going to have music this week, Borky. We, we don't do any work. We, we requested it last week with with you out and Will here, and he, he said, said he, he had get it. on it, but it hasn't happened yet. But in typical East fashion. Well, I'll tell you this: Food Fridays are brought to you by Polk's Meat. That's right. Polk'sMeat.com. Polk's Meat products. When you go to the grocery store, be sure you're looking for that bright yellow label. It says Polk's on the side of it. Whether it's the original smoked sausage, the beef smoke, uh, the uh, Beef. Did I say it right? You're getting there. The original beef there smoked sausage. Is. There you go. Uh, or the garlic and green onion. Or my personal favorite, the Cajun smoked sausage. Oh, so but but in truth, my real personal favorite is the, the small pre-sliced ham steaks. Yes. That are perfect on biscuits. Mm-hmm. And if you really you want a thick one, you can double them up. Two, well, yeah. Go, go double stack on there. Yeah. If you really want to live dangerously, you can throw a little piece of cheese on there as well. Mm. If that's uh, if that's your thing. Crack an egg on that. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, now you're talking. A little ham, egg, and cheese biscuit yeah. with uh, Polk's ham on there. Yeah, go to Polk's. Uh, Polk's. Polk'sMeat.com. He'll you get can, there eventually, You can yeah. see some recipes. You can see the... It's been a long day. Long day. Somebody should tell me I look tired. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's just buried in the computer back there. She's like, hey, it's not funny anymore. Um, yeah, polksmeat.com. And uh, you can see the full looks yeah. list of product. What are you cooking this weekend? First off, picky people. By the people, way, picky people they pick, pick polks. polks. Uh, they're polks heavily involved in my cooking. Are they? This weekend. Okay. Not, not on the grill, though, because I got a, a request from my youngest daughter, Emily, who said, Dad, I want some jambalaya this weekend. So I said, I can make that happen for you. Okay. So I got a, I got about three, four pounds of chicken thighs, and I got a couple packages of Polk smoked sausage, and I got some rice, and I'll go from there. Some what? Some rice. You just moved to Arkansas? Rice. Live in North Alabama? Rice. Okay. But next week, I got to go and tell you because I'm off next Friday. Because next week is my big end of summer cookout, and I got I to gotta do all my prep. And everything. Aren't we somewhere next Friday? No, no, we're here. That's why I'm. That's the next yeah, week. That's why I couldn't be that this weekend. Somebody, well, somebody make a joke about it. you're off all the time. Take time off all the time. Well, they know that I, They know that I'm a grinder. Yeah. They know that I'm. I, I'm working. Mm-hmm. So what are you cooking next weekend? Oh man, I got a big menu next weekend. I can do some. I got some uh, chicken. Oh, I got the menu right here. Hold on. Hold on, boss. In the meantime, while you look up the menu, I got, oh, 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 you got it. That. that close. So we're going to do some Asian-style tacos for chicken. Got to uh, uh, make a broccoli slaw with an Asian vinaigrette and, uh, you know, obviously some tortillas. I'm going to do some pork tenderloin sliders. You're not going crispy shells? I don't like, I don't like a crispy shell. Yeah. No. Pork tenderloin sliders with uh, okay. some Texas barbecue rub and the, the my favorite, the Stubbs Sweet Heat barbecue sauce. Okay. And I'm going to make some pickled onions. Very easy to make. I like making those for people. Uh, we're gonna do some 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 grilled cheese sandwiches with steak. 
So I, I don't know. What kind of, I don't know what kind of steak I'm buying yet. Are you going to do like th- French bread as opposed to like regular thin bread? I think, I think I'm going to get like some hoagie rolls, yeah, and and or something, and and okay, cheese. I'm gonna make. Some I didn't mean French bread. I meant Texas toast. I thought yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah. I think Texas toast would be great for that. It's, a, it's just a, that's a, it's a preparation issue. If like I got to figure out how I'm going to make them. Okay. But I'm going to make like a chimichurri sauce. Throw that on there with the cheese, steak. Good. I like it. I'll have a. Can I say? Can I say the A word? Sure. Uh, I'm don't. A big. Oh, I was on the verge. I had it. What if I say it like the American Dream, Dusty Roads? Just, just don't. Okay. Wait, we got. Yeah, we got. We got children listening, All right. and, and I think their parents would appreciate you not. I'm gonna have a big old sausage platter. Okay. There sausage and cheese, and then I'm gonna do some uh, some stuffed peppers, uh, stuffed with Italian sausage and cream cheese wrapped in bacon. A little barbecue rub over those. Mm-hmm. And I got two dips. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a, a queso fundido, just cheese and queso. And okay. Chorizo. And uh, my wife has been hitting me up for uh, some street corn dip. Oh, I love street corn. That's the new thing is street corn dip. Okay. So I'm going to make a street corn dip. I like it. There you go. That's my menu for next weekend. Borky, are you hungry after hearing all that? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, I, I need yeah, to awesome. make my way out there. But uh, my, mine's far less interesting come. than his. You can uh, come. I, I, I hate it. He's inviting people to his cookout, I think. I've, I would invite you, but I've invited you to like five things, and you never show up. Yeah. Um, we need to call I'm, you I'm, when just, you're doing your like, prep. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, video call from your living room as you're doing your prep. We tried to do that last year, and it didn't work. I just ended up being on the phone. I think you just wanted it not to work? No. I was on the, the list. I had the link. I was in my chair, and everything was good. So, Borky, what are you cooking this weekend? I've got a almost three-inch thick tomahawk ribeye that I'm going to make for myself. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, three I, inches thick. I, I was so excited when I saw it, and the it's price bad. was not bad. that bad. So I'm going to have to reverse sear it because there's no way you can do it any other way with something that thick. But yeah, man, and I'm I'm debating whether or not Unless I should you're throw a fried egg on it. top of it. Yeah, which is what I'm going to. That's how I'll reverse oh, sear it. Oh, fried I'll, I'll egg on it. top. Oh my god. I goodness. thought about it. And, and I want to do a sauce. I, I've never done a steak sauce before because I think it's good. You know, steaks are just good on their own. So, so why yeah. sauce it? But all the ones I look up are like blue cheese sauce, and I like blue cheese. But that that is what I put you, on like, you the need cheap steaks the, that I buy. I want something bo- subtle. Borky, you need the old Yakna sauce recipe. Um, Yakna River Inn has not existed for a really long I like time. Yakna, Mississippi. Well, yeah, that's where the steakhouse was. It was no, there's a different Yakna. What? There's a Yakna near Miss, near Vicksburg. Oh, well, we're talking about the one in Lafayette County. Okay. I always thought that was Yakona. Uh, well, you were wrong. All right, then I learned something. It was a Yakna River Inn, and Borky, it, it, like, it was legendary, and people tried to kind of replicate it, and then when they finally went out of business, burned down, they thought about rebuilding it, didn't. So she finally released the Yakna sauce recipe, and people started making it. It's this really long process, but it's like a, a slow cook, and, the, and you stir and stir and stir. It? It's like a comeback sauce. I don't know. No, no, no. It's it 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 looks more like a barbecue sauce. But oh, okay. That's not how it tastes. Okay. So like a steak sauce then. Let me see if I can find the recipe for that, Borky, and, and I'll get it to you. Even if you don't use it this weekend, yeah, it I is spectacular. It. All right, all right. That sounds yeah. awesome. What are you cooking, Richard Cross? <sighs> I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be home late tonight. I mean, eight ish. That's too late to like start yeah, on the grill. Tonight, tonight's no. Good. I mean, I've got the lights, but it just tonight's not gonna Man, work. It must be nice. And tomorrow, 
I, I don't know. I do know that Sunday night we're going to Taylor Grocery with a, another family. Tomorrow night I'm going to dinner uh, with uh, my, my buddy Theo DeRosa is back in town. He works for MLB.com now. Yeah. So we're going to Restaurant Tyler tomorrow night. So that's a crawfish dip barbecue okra day waiting to happen. Crawfish dip and barbecued okra? They're, they're two all separate dishes. Okay, two, yeah. two different ones. Yeah. Um, barbecue okra, highly underrated. I probably throw something on the grill tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, you haven't, you haven't done pork chops in a while. Why don't you get you some pork chops? I haven't. I, I know you like I, a good pork chop. I do, and I, I thought about doing that not too long ago, and then ended up going with steaks. Um, That's the issue. You're with, like, you get a couple. You're like, oh, it looks good, and then you see a steak, and you're like, ah, I can't. Yeah, it's yeah. Cow always wins. Um, and then we've still got some fish that we could throw in. So oh yeah, uh, I wanted to live vicariously through you two today. Yeah. I'm I think I'm going to cook this weekend. I just haven't. Like, I'm as not much the planner that you grief are. as you give me. When I, I'll cook not outside, and you 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 kill me. Actually, you know what? Tomorrow tomorrow might be burgers. We haven't just done what? straight burgers on the grill in a while. That sounds good. Like it's just a standalone. That sounds good. And tomorrow might be a burgers on the grill. That's day. easy money too. It's yeah. easy to do. Yeah. And I'm not not going to be fancy. I tell you the thing that I have not done yet that I want to do mm. is the uh, the. Um, Flat, flat burgers. Smash burgers. Smash burgers. Sorry. Flat burgers. Well, I couldn't come up with smash right there. I'm sorry. But, yes, smash burgers. I should go to Kroger. They got tri-tip on sale this week. There you go. I need to go get some of those. You should uh, You should do that. Uh, that is a Fruit Friday. We will uh, check the ceasefire text line when we come back to see some of what you are cooking this weekend. We always love your submissions. Some of them are coming in already. Uh, Mike says he just got an air fryer. And uh, tried it out for the uh, the first time. Borky's still waiting on his. No, my, my, Mike is sending you a joke, Richard. Look closely at that picture. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what about the one on the? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Mike, you sicko. Mike has brought me some great watermelons recently, though. From uh, I, I don't Cave know what that picture City. is. I gotta say, it's that. a picture of baby chicks sitting in an air fryer, Aww. and then the side by side picture is wings. Aw, fried wings. Aw. That's your Food Friday presented by Polks. We'll be right back. Take the friggin' wax out of your ears. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is Sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> Again to Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Friday afternoon. Fridays are for food. It is a food Friday, and uh, we want to know what you are doing on the grill this weekend. Whatever it is, can you please make sure that um, you're including polks? You won't regret it. I promise. Whatever it is, like yeah. if you're doing steak, yeah, you do a sausage cheese plate appetizer. Yeah. You can do some chicken, you can put the sausage in there with it as a side on the plate. Doing breakfast, well, sausage, breakfast, yeah. I mean, there's not really a wrong way to do this. If you're doing jambalaya. There you, you go. A couple packages of Polk's Cajun smoked sausage, which you, is what I did. You are absolutely going to uh, do it. So, let's see. Um, what have we got, folks? 
that you are sending in to us. Joey Belmont says, can you guys spell that sauce you were talking about? I was talking about Yakna sauce, Y-O-C-O-N-A. That's what it's called. There's a recipe floating around somewhere. I'll have to see if I've got it. The Yakna near near Vicksburg is Y-O-K-E-N-A. Chandler in Waynesboro going with homemade Cajun chicken pasta this weekend. So I have two thoughts. One, it feels hot outside for that. Number two, that dish that you just sent me a picture of looks spectacular, and I would eat every single bite of it. Yeah, it looks good. Like all of, all of those things, like if you're just like, hey, what are you going to cook this weekend? I don't think I'd be like, you know, I think I'm going to do uh, Cajun chicken pasta this weekend. Mm-hmm. That feels like October, November. Yeah. But looking at it, oh, it looks Looks so good. Um, Let's see here. Sue in Greenwood says it is Yakana is a river. Uh, Okay. Good Um, fishing on that river. Yeah. I mean, a steak tonight when I get home. I got a flat iron steak in the the fridge. If you were my grandmother, when I was growing up, she called it Yakni. Yakni? Yeah. Wasn't Yakna, it was Yakni. Mm-hmm. We'd go eat said I, we'd go eat catfish I, I at Yakni no, Ridge. I had no George idea. Payne Kosser State Park. I didn't know there were two Yaknas in the state of Mississippi. Yeah. Would never have guessed. Shout out to my friend from Yakna, Dr. Ron Hunglow. Rick in Ocean Springs going lemon garlic parmesan shrimp pasta. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a lighter pasta to me. Yeah. 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 Like it's summer pasta. Yeah, very summery. Yeah. Yeah. He said lemon, right? Yeah. Lemon automatically makes it lighter. Think he's gonna have a nice Sauvignon Blanc with that <laughs> to go with his uh, light summer citrusy pasta. Very crisp. Uh, Neil. Smell the vineyard. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, boys. Neil is crowdsourcing. He says I have some great looking beef ribs. Oh. How do I do them? You can just do salt and pepper. To be totally honest, and, well, and you be perfectly, do. perfectly happy with them. You know, just smoke them until they, uh, that bone starts, you know, showing a little bit, and then give them a wrap, and you're, and you're good to go. Once they, once you can stick a, a thermometer in there, you're not looking at the temperature, although, you know, you want to probably be over 200, but just want it to be melted butter. You put that the thermometer in there, there should be no resistance to it whatsoever. All right. About a six-hour process if, if at, at the right heat. Um, hanger steak with roasted veggie gnocchi this week. And we got some pasta dishes happening. Yeah, we I'm, do. I'm excited about. We do. Uh, uh, Steven says a garlic parm butter sauce. Oh, I guess that was for your steak, Borky, when you were talking about different sauces to do. Uh, so a garlic yeah. parmesan butter, he's suggesting. Uh, Robin Avery. Crab legs, shrimp, taters, and corn. Yep. That is from Rob in Amory, who is cooking at the campground. And those are some fine-looking crab legs. They look great. They really, really do. Uh, Dan in Hattiesburg says, Richard, is this it? Yep, the molasses, that's the the giveaway. Uh, Six cups of burgundy wine, four cups of Worcestershire sauce, three cups of balsamic vinegar, half a cup of molasses, three bay leaves, salt, pepper, and butter that is making a boatload of sauce it it is and the thing is it's like a six cups of wine to start all right it's um that's a bottle it's a reduction it's a long process i I get get that but just say a bottle of red oh well yeah (laughs) that's about right there you go one for me one for the sauce yeah so a couple of you have uh, sent the um 
the Yachna sauce recipe to us. So, great stuff. Uh, Dwayne and Brandon's doing some Royal Reds with potatoes and, of course, Polk's Cajun sausage. Of course, Dwayne. Fantastic. Yeah, Dwayne. Um, hmm. Is that the fish place at Kosser that had the mini golf course, Richard? Yes, love that place. Yes, it is, and I had not thought about the mini golf course. I mean, I probably have not been there since I was 10 years old at the most. Mm-hmm. But that mini golf? Yeah, there was wow. a little there was a little putt-putt course outside the the little fish house. There you go. George Payne Kosser State Park. I believe I I'm telling you I I, I would bet Almost anything mm-hmm. that the name of that was Yachtney Ridge. Okay. Maybe Yachtna Ridge, but Yachtney Ridge was what my grandmother called it. So okay. uh, it was good. That's cool. Um, good memories. Yeah, no doubt. Wandering Spider reference. I'm just going to skip over that. If I can find a Wandering Spider, I'll grill that bad boy. And... Be you. careful. Thank you, Jeremy. Be careful. They got that white dot on them. Uh, that. Jeremy in Columbia doing baby back ribs and beef ribs with loaded baked beans and jalapeno poppers. That is Jeremy in Columbia. I know what I'm cooking three weeks from now, too. I'm I'm super planned out here, my ooh, friend. Ooh, 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 what ooh. we got here? Is that oysters? Fresh that? caught seared tuna ooh. with seafood magic, garlic parm rice with zucchini. Yeah, buddy. That's a Brian Haydad plate right there. I'd eat everything on that plate. There'd be nothing left. That tuna looks so good. I love tuna. So that's good. A, that's become a once-a-week thing for me. You like wasabi with your tuna? No, I, I change it up. I do like a Cajun style sometimes. I'll just put some Cajun seasoning on No, it. I mean like the wasabi. Oh, when I when I go to the like, sushi place? Yeah, like you eh, it's okay. I can live without it. Borky, you do the wasabi? Uh, very little. I, I think it kind of yeah. ruins the flavor sometimes. When you when you go to a, a, a nice tuna place or a nice sushi place, they, they 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 really do hand it to you the way you're supposed to eat it. You're not supposed to do anything to it. I understand. I just like wasabi. It's like yeah. open you up. Yeah, oh, no, clean you out. You ever, had, you ever had real wasabi? Um, like the horseradish from like the rhizome. I guess not. Yeah, that, that that'll clear you out too. Yeah, I'm for it. Uh, oh, uh, we are traveling down to uh, Guy Fieri's restaurant. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is it not really down? It's up. It's up in Tunica. Is it? Yeah. Okay. We were talking about that. We talked about that the day you were out. We said we need yeah. to get a remote there. Yeah. Zachary says... Guy, if you're listening, we'll we'll be happy to come and, and promote your business. No doubt. Get in touch with us. Uh, let's see. we got a couple of things here. Um, it was Yachna Ridge. Uh, spent many summers down there. The fish buffet on Friday was fantastic. Yeah. It was uh, great. Somebody said, please put that Yachtna sauce recipe on the Twitter page. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Um, you can make that happen, right? I don't have the, t- the text line on this computer. It, save the image, send it to me, and I can do okay. it. Okay. Uh, or Borky, you know how to do it. But my, my la- yeah. you, you guys are so amused with my lack of technological skills. It, it does make me laugh from time to time. Hey, what's... Um, we've covered a lot of ground this week. We've had a, This has been a fun week. It, it has been. What's the uh, what's the thing that you will remember from this week on the radio? Wow, um, the banana spider joke was a good one. Uh, yeah, that was pretty top tier. <laughs> got him again! <laughs> got him again! That's twice with the same joke. Okay. Um, I thought the, in truth that's probably the thing that will live on from the this debates week. we've had, and not really debates, but the 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 the, the teams and the players. And these, these these compilations, these lists we've done, they're fun. And I know you know list season is it, you can't do it all the time, right? No, we, no, no. We couldn't have all, we couldn't make the whole off season out of this. We would get boring. 
But this has been a lot of fun this week, living, reliving all these old games and these, these great memories. And, and I think it's good to remember because if you don't have like an encyclopedic football memory, I know you do, hey, Dad, for the most part. You're occasionally wrong. Not always. Not always. But uh, occasionally. Going back and, and re-go, redoing th- it's not like being there all over again or watching it all over again, but it does evoke some things in your mind that you hadn't thought about in a long time. Yeah, it's fun to remember. Uh, Borky, what stands out for you this week? Is this the week that we stopped talking about conference realignment? Uh, I, I think... Kind this, of? But he, kind of. Um, we actually did get an interesting layer today and, and didn't spend a lot of time uh, on it, nor should we have. But I am really looking forward to having... It's preseason, but but a full weekend of football that's about to happen. Things are in motion. You know, Baker may stuff is happening now. It, camps are going on, and, and depth charts are being decided. Graham Mertz, everybody knew he was going to be, but he was named the the starter at Florida. Now, the, the closer we get, the more interesting everything gets. And and this was kind of that last week of all right, guys, what are we gonna do? Because there's not much. Much is starting to happen here soon, and that's exciting. Ended it with a bang, though, I think. Uh, We can dig in on this on Monday, if there's anything to dig into. Rebel Rags versus the NCAA has been dragging on for nearly seven years. It was settled today. They were scheduled to go to trial on Monday. Ten days ago, the NCAA started talking to us about negotiating a settlement at 10.30 this morning. We reached an agreement that is from uh, Charlie Merkel, who was the attorney for Terry Warren and Rebel Rags. Uh, he says, we feel justice was done for Rebel Rags and Terry Warren. I assume the number was uh, NDA'd? Probably so. Okay. Yeah. Not not going to hear the details, but uh, that well, is you now. might. Check oh. a message board. You never know. Sports Talk Mississippi. Back with you one last time after this. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Little Axel F rolling into the weekend. One last time with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Thanks for being with us. It's been a fun day. Uh, It's been an important day also. I think we've learned a lot. Uh, about uh, Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi and the CAST program uh, that is in place here at Mississippi State and is growing. Uh, And two of the people who are involved with that on campus here, uh, Laura Boltz, who is a CAST faculty member, and uh, Jada Johnson, who is uh, a faculty member also but is on the CAC or is a CACM board member and different from what we did this morning when we were talking with a couple of the uh, the faculty members, this is through the social work department as opposed to family sciences. Good to see both of you. Good to be here having us. All right, so Laura, let's start with you. Um, CAST faculty, four different courses that are being taught under the CAST umbrella. What is yours? Well, we are in the process of adding social work into um, what is already there with human development, family sciences, and psychology. And I teach a course called Child Welfare Services. Um, And so that's one of the ones that we're including. Um, I used to be a worker with CPS in Alabama. And so all of this has a special place in my heart. Yeah, so you've seen it from different angles also. Mm-hmm. Um, what does this accomplish? And I ask that based on what you just said about, about being a CPC worker. Can, can you see tangible results that are coming down the line based on kind of 
a previous career? Yeah, one of the things the research says that um, people leave work in child welfare because they don't feel prepared. And so with this CAS program, we make sure that students are prepared. Um, yeah, of course, it's for people who will work with you know, child protective services and things like that. But one of the good things is it includes people who aren't doing that kind of work, but even just working with children in lots of different ways. Yeah. Um, so it prepares everybody to know how to do that work and how to protect kids. And CAST, uh, if you have missed the... Um uh, the meaning throughout today, child advocacy studies. That's the, the program uh, that's happening on colleges and university campuses. Jada, your role a little bit different, not so much instructor in the classroom, but more on the experiential learning side of that. And to me, that's one of the most fascinating parts of the program. It really is fascinating. I, I get to have the students on the back end where they've been in the classroom for a couple of years and then they're ready to take it up a notch and be in the agency setting uh, practicing with the, the clients, the children, and their families. And so I oversee all the field practicum experiences and some of those happen um, in the child advocacy centers around the state and actually we've had some placements at the CACM. Wow. So CACM, I'm, I'm lost on my acronyms at this point. We've got a bunch of them floating. Child Advocacy Centers of Mississippi. Oh, okay. So okay. that's the umbrella, right? They right. do the, the more uh, macro-based um, education, prevention efforts, and really just uh, hold all the pieces together. So you're a board member at CACM as well, and, and I'm assuming that the board is, is continually taking a look at the big picture. How does this grow, funding models, all of these things? And, and one of the things that we talked about with, uh, with Carla this morning was, how many directions this goes. I, I kind of described it as like a spider web. It's like the child is at the very middle of the spider web, and then it goes in like a hundred different directions. How does the board manage all that? Yeah, I think the spider web is a really nice analogy for it. I've only been involved with the board the last year and a half, um, since 2022. And so since that time, I've been really um, just pleasantly surprised at the intentionality of the board and just how they are um, so energized about protecting children, not just um, the small efforts, but the big efforts as well. And so just things like Make a Racket, which is small-based fundraising type things, and then the big federal funding too yeah. that they're involved in. When On the field practicum side of things, when students have learned in Laura's class or Angel's class or whatever, and, and now they're translating... Are, are they ready for that? And, and, and I don't mean are they ready, like did they learn what they were supposed to learn, but can you ever be ready for seeing that for real as opposed to, okay, this is what we're going to see and this is how we're going to react, and then you go into those settings at child advocacy centers and it's a different ballgame. I think the field practicum is the buffer because okay. I think that with the classroom they can be um, you know, educated about the signs of abuse and neglect, but the field practicum is where they actually get to experience the interview of the child, get to talk to the family that's bringing them there, get to assess the, the child after the experience is over with. And so emotional preparedness is just as important as the educational aspect of it. Laura, one of the things I asked uh, Wendy about when we were talking in the, the last hour, um, because you're in the social work program, it started in family sciences, is, is this something that can continue to branch out to other departments within the university community, uh, particularly maybe school of education? I would love that. I think um, the more people we can have involved in this, the better, um, because, you know, dealing with child abuse and neglect, it's a big problem. Yeah. Um, and so the more people we have who are all on the same page and have the same great knowledge about how to take care of kids, it can only benefit people. Amen to that. Thanks to both of you for, uh, for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Great stuff.
Wish you a, a happy weekend. <laughs> All right. And we have too. made it to the weekend of Sports Talk Mississippi. Thank you for being with us. Thanks to uh, all the folks who have been with us uh, from Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi. Incredible stuff happening with the CAST program here at Mississippi State and on other college campuses as well right here in the Magnolia State. Three weeks. That's all you got left. Better make the most of these next couple of weekends because college football is just around the corner for Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services a Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.